Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back once again to the Going Yard Podcast with me, Austin White. I'm a sports reporter here at the Pueblo Chieftain. And today we're going to look at some regionals, kind of how it's shaping up for each of the Pueblo teams and kind of where they stand, where they want to be, where they want to get out of, or if they just want to even get in like a team like Centennial East. So we're going to take a look at each team's situation and kind of what they're going to need to do going forward. Before we delve into all the 4A teams, I have to bring to your attention Rye in Class 2A. Rye, last Monday, moved to number 2 in the Chassanow.com media slash coaches poll in Class 2A. They're 13-1, and and they haven't lost. That one loss was their first game of the year. And I kind of want to talk about that, too. I talked to head coach Stacy Graham a couple weeks ago to kind of preview their season a little bit they'd already started and he told me about that game it was at a tournament i believe in delta and the game was timed and rye was winning let's see the final score six five so rye was up five to three and they eagle eagle valley had the bases loaded and an error from rye's third baseman allowed three runs to score and then that was it that was the last inning that was the time was up so unfortunately, they lost six to five that way. Otherwise, that would that could have been a win over a four A team. And Eagle Valley is sitting in in the top twenty in the RPI in four A. So that just one error is the difference between Rye being fourteen and zero and potentially even number one in RPI. Rye won the state title back in twenty fifteen and. When I talked to Stacy Graham about a month ago, he told me that he's just got so much depth at the pitching position. And as as I said, I will say every week, and I'm going to say it right now, pitching will be key when it comes to postseason baseball. And if he's got arms that he, if he has six arms that he can rely on and trust, can go out there and give his team a chance to win a ball game, there's no reason Wright would not be able to make a deep run in the in the state playoffs. And they're on a 13-game win streak. And the closest that any team has come to beat them in this win streak was Los Animas. And the final score was 9-3. to And I'm guessing that there might have been some bench guys played that game because the week before that, Rye had beaten them 17-3. to So maybe a little off game for some of the guys. Maybe a little experience for some of those guys who don't get to play as much. Rye is the real deal. And... For folks up in Pueblo, they'll get they'll get the chance to see him firsthand because regionals for 2A are at Runyon, and then the state championship tournament is also at Runyon, so make sure to look him there. And 
they have a huge, huge game coming Tuesday. I really hope they get to play it because right now the forecast calls for rain. They're gonna play. They host Class Two A's number one Peyton, who is undefeated. Rye has a couple games against Swink Saturday. I'm gonna guess they're gonna probably win, and they'll probably stay at number two in the poll. That creates a one versus two regular season matchup. I mean, that's that's some must see baseball right there. So, shout out to Rye. They're doing great. And they need to be paid attention to. All right, now we're going to get into some stuff about Class 4A's RPI and the local Pueblo teams that are looking through it. Before we kind of jump into that, I kind of want to lay out just kind of how the regional brackets kind of get sorted for 4A. Because it's pretty unique. It's different from softball. We saw in softball in the fall, county and south both both got to host, but it's different, works different in baseball. So there is, there's eight regionals, four at each, so there's 32 teams that qualify for regionals. There are 10 4A leagues that crown a champion, and... Out of those 10, the top 8 out of those 10 in the RPI become the hosts of the 8 regionals. So you won't see you won't see two regionals hosted in Pueblo. After those 8 are decided, those two other league champs that aren't hosts, congrats on your league title, but they're just kind of thrown into the rest of the mix. From there, it's the next the seat teams 9 through 32 are just solely based off of your RPI ranking, which most of the time, all the league champs are in that top 32. Those two league champs, if they are outside the top 32 in RPI, they still get a spot. So that's where you can see some teams kind of getting bumped. But all the league, all the league winners this year so far are in that top 32 and look like they'll comfortably be in there. So looking at that kind of criteria how everything gets seated. I kind of went and took the liberty. I, the RPI is going to change every day. So by the time you hear this in the morning or whenever you're listening to us, it's probably already changed. The matchups have probably already changed. But, you know, I just want to do it, talk a little matchup stuff. So I went ahead and put up all the matchups. I made changes. If there was league matchups, I made changes for geography. And the first team we're going to look at, because they're the team to look at, it's Pueblo West. They're number one in the Class 4A RPI. They'd be hosting the 32 overall the 32 overall seed. Right now it'd be Discovery Canyon. Also in their region would be Palmer Ridge and Roosevelt. But Pueblo West is <laughs> they just they just need to change nothing. I mean they are in the driver's seat. I think they had about a point zero fifteen point lead in the RPI over uh, Cheyenne Mountain is sitting second. They've got four league games left. There's no real reason to believe that they'll lose any of them. Just like what Coach Dan Sench has told me this last week, it's just about focusing, not dipping to someone else's level, trying to find... you got to nitpick. Sanchez said himself, he's got to be kind of tough. You win a game 18-2 to against Central last week, and 
you know, Sanchez tells me that Nate Denniston could have done a couple things better on the mound pitching. And he pitched a great game against a team that's been hitting well. That's the kind of stuff you got to do when you're winning games by 10, 15 runs every time. You have to be firing all, on all cylinders because regionals, it's one day, two games, you have to win them or your season's over. The next highest rated team in the RPI is Central. Uh, right before I came over to record this, I checked the RPI one last time and they actually they moved up. They were sitting at number 12. But kind of with, when you get moved up into those higher spots, it's not exactly the seed you'll receive because Central, We Ridge is a league winner right now and their RPI is lower than Central. So Central gets bumped down into the 13 overall seed which is a two seed at a regional. When I plan this all out right now, <laughs> Central unfortunately would be in Palisades region, so they'd be making the trip all the way over there. Central would be pitted against Air Academy. Central is kind of sitting in this... It's a tough spot because if you go... They're kind of mid-middle of the two seed pool. They've got... Right now, a solid three-seed pool team in Air Academy. And you know, right, going against Palisade, it's tough with those Western Slope teams. I mean, it's tough to rank them. You know, they don't see as much action on this side. You know, people don't pay as much attention, let's be honest here. They don't pay as much attention to it. It's usually somewhat of a question to see what, you know, a team like Palisade has. But that could obviously change. Matchups could change. Where Central is at in the RPI, they're going to get, they're just kind of in a middle ground. They're going to get a middle ground number three seed, and they'll get, a num- they'll get a middle ground host right now. If they were to re- get, be able to keep winning and get to a higher spot in the two seed line, now that's when they can make some damage because you... Say you get up to that nine, you're, you're the highest rated non-league winner. You get to nine. You're going to face the lowest rated league champion in the, potentially if you win your first round matchup. You'll start, you'll start with the lowest rated three seed in the first round. Win that, you'll play the lowest rated host team one seed. From there, 10, 11, both of those matchups start to get harder. You get a harder three seed to start and then if you do win you get a harder host team in the one seed so the higher central can get in that two seed line the better because once you start falling to the bottom of it you're going to be facing a tough three seed if you can somehow pull that off you got to play an even tougher one seed you know central they've been in every game they lost well i believe they're three and three in league i mean they only lost by a few to south you know, they lost a lot to West, but I mean everyone's doing that. They redeemed their one they redeemed one loss against County. Now if they can get that redemption loss against South and, you know, put to bed Centennial and take care of East as well, you know, they could they could hold their position here and they'll be in a good spot. And you know, this senior led group, they should be veterans, they should be cold blooded and be able to 
kind of step into these tough situations come regionals and maybe be able to get Central into the state tournament. Next up on the list is Pueblo County, who they're in a similar situation with Central, but they're in the middle ground of the three-seed line. They're sitting number 19 in the RPI. Once once again, that middle ground, they're going to see a middle ground two-seed. Right now, they'd be playing a three-overall seed in Montrose. They'd be in Montrose's uh, region, which would, is a little tougher. I mean, that's a top three-ranked team. County, it's sort of the same deal. I mean, just actually flipped a little bit. Because the lower you go, if you were like 23, 24 overall seed, you'll be on that three seed line, and you'll get a real tough two seed for the first matchup. But if you can pull off that upset, you'll get a lower rated one seed. Now, Pueblo County... I think has the best, probably the second best odds of making state behind West. Solely based on really their pitchers, Cole Martino and Josh Biddle. Because that's regionals, you need two wins in one day. And they have two guys who they can look to that will give them similar stuff. They can count on them in similar ways on the mound to pitch. They can give you great starts, and that's exactly what you need for regionals. It'll just come down to whether, if County can hit. They've got a great guy, a great third guy too, in Daniel in Bruman. County, if they continue to move up in the RPI but stay at that three seed spot, the higher you go in the three seed. Just the tougher the path is to state because if you're seven, if you're 17 in the RPI, uh, that would be the best ranked three seed. You'd be in Pueblo West region, and you would have to play a team like Pueblo West in the second round in order to get a spot at state. So, you know, you don't want to advocate for losing, but you know, if you want to find a better path to state, you know, it, eh, eh, you know. You kind you want to make the things the best way for yourself, huh? So I'm just I'm just saying. Where County's at now, I don't know if they want to go much higher unless they believe they can jump to the two seed line and kind of join where Central's at. If they think they can do that, go 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 for it. But I don't I don't know if you want to move much from where you are right now, Pueblo County. Moving on down the list, and now we got South up next. They're sitting at 23 in the RPI, which would also be a three seed like County. But kind of like what I was saying with County, I mean, the lower you go, it seems like the somewhat easier, potentially, somewhat potentially easier path. 
South right now would be in a region with Holy Family, would be the seven overall seed. Their first matchup would have to be against Centaurus. Now South, it's interesting because County and South both have the pitching, I think, to, to potentially make a run at a regional. Because South has Hunter Fair, who has been absolutely dominant all year. I mean, even just last week, on, not last week, Tuesday against East, he lowered his ERA to under one. And the dude just throws strikes. I mean, he just puts his team in a chance to win. They get into a regional like this where they're going to play an upper two seed in the first round. You know, you can throw Hunter Fair against them. You can throw your best guy because this might be the best team in the regional. Because that one seed is just, they're there because they're a league champ. Centaurus and Holy Family, Centaurus is actually ahead of Holy Family in the RPI, I believe. And I know RPI isn't the best ranking at all, but it's it's still solid for high school baseball. And if you have two teams that are at least close in the RPI, it usually is a good good measure. They're pretty accurate. So South has a first would have a first round matchup with a team like Centaurus, an upper two seed. That that could be the game. You throw your guy Hunter Fair against them and get that win. And AJ Cordova is. No joke either. Dude's going to college for a reason. You bring him in to potentially pitch against that host team right now would be Holy Family. South, that's that's a great path to be in. You're playing two teams of similar caliber. Really, not, And neither one... Centaurus could be the best team. But if you can get past them, you get to a league champ who's, you know... They might just kind of be there because they're a league champ. South has proven that they can beat some big teams. I mean, they beat Lewis Palmer, who's ranked 14. That's ahead of them. They've beaten Central, who's 13. They had a great game against County, who's 19. I mean, South has the bat. They have everything there. Especially the pitching. I didn't even mention Brandon Gutierrez, who's been great in relief. And, you know, either one of those games, if Hunter gets in trouble or if AJ gets in trouble... He can come in and shut it down. I mean, South has this pitching depth that is great for a regional. And you put these two teams in front of them that, you know, aren't might not be the best. I mean, this is a great path for South. And once again, you know, you want to win. You want to advocate. You want to keep getting better. But, you know, South, this is a good draw that they have right now. So if they could stay at this kind of 23, 20, I mean, 24 is the last three seed. I mean, that would be... You'd be playing an even tougher two seed, but if you win, you'd be playing an even easier one seed. So it's, oh man, it's just, that's the RPI, this is the postseason for you. This is what you, I don't know how much the coaches look at it, but this, it can change your path. It can, it really can. Now we're going to talk about the two teams that are sitting on the outside looking in at the top 32 in the RPI. First, we'll go with Centennial because they're ranked higher. They're sitting at number 38 when I came to record this. This is just tough for Centennial. 
I mean, they're sitting at nine and nine. I know they've got, they have a couple quality wins. They had a game really early in the year at County's tournament against Palmer Ridge that they were almost able to pull off a win. That would have been big. That could have been, that could have been a, maybe a little, could have changed some things here, but I don't, it's tough. I mean, they're sitting at 38. The last team in 32 right now before I came over here was Discovery Canyon. And they were only .010 points ahead of Centennial. And that's six. We're talking about six spots. That's how close it is. It's tough because you look, you look at who's in front of Centennial. Four of those six teams have had easier schedules than Centennial. Four of them also have higher winning percentages. There's one, Northridge is ahead of, I believe it was Northridge. It's North something. I don't know. They're sitting at 36. And they had an easier schedule. And they're not even 500 like Centennial. They're below 500. But then you go to their opponent's, opponent's win percentage. And this number 36 team was like 0. 0.050 points ahead of Centennials. It's just it's those these just these small little things that can change everything. I mean Centennial has got to just beat people and then root for them too. I mean that's just how it's going to be for them. But all they have left is league opponents, so it's just Centennial can continue to win. They have to continue to win. They have to somehow, because their opponent's opponent's win percentage probably isn't going to change much. And the strength of their schedule probably won't change much either. So the best thing that they can do is increase that win percentage. And that's going to require wins potentially over county, central, south, east as well. Centennial's got to gotta boost that, their win percentage. Because those other two numbers I don't think will change much. And Centennial can do it. I mean, they've been this on Tuesday. They were technically the closest team of any of these league teams to come to a win over Pueblo West. They were winning three two after the first two innings. They have. I've talked about him so much. Keyshawn Talley. He's been a great pitcher. He can come in, and he's going to have to pitch dynamite these next two weeks when he starts because they're going to need wins. They're going to need someone to shut down South's bats, and they're going to need their bats to show up against someone like Cole Martino from County. Or, you know, they have to be ready to battle with Central, which they did last time. They took a 10-9 lead in the seventh inning before Central walked them off. They're going to have to play their best baseball of the season right now if they're going to want to find themselves in a regional. Finally, we come to East, who's sitting at number 40. Their record is 6-13. and 13. They just lost Wednesday to Denver North up at Denver, which Denver North is a playoff team, so 
They probably boosted their RPI a little bit with the with their opponent's win percentage, but I mean, let's let's keep it simple. I mean, East can't lose again. I mean, at six and thirteen. That's what's holding them back the farthest is their own win percentage. They played great non-conference teams to boost that opponent's win percentage and that opponent's opponent's win percentage. They're solid there. They just they have to get their own up. They have to get their own up. They proved that they can do it too. I mean, they they're for, to open league. They got to win over South seven and one. They they have to find ways. They have to take what they've learned this season defensively, and just they have to cut out the errors. I mean, the times I've seen them, it's just it's killer. They extend innings. I mean, the pitcher they have solid arms in Velasco and Montalongo. It's just errors are, can be just so debilitating. You know, their offense kind of hasn't been as consistent. Their offense hasn't been as consistent as I'm sure Coach Nick Marf- Marfitano would want. You cut out those airs, and it can just create a whole new vibe. Airs are just a mood killer. And I feel like I've seen that from this team where they just mood gets killed. I'd say they still have a shot. I mean, Centennial was... They're not that far behind Centennial, and Centennial's not far behind 32, as I just mentioned. It's going to take a win over Central. It's going to take a win over County. It's going to take a win over South. You know, just playing West can boost those other numbers up with the opponent's win percentage. East, East can't lose. I mean, they're going to have to play their game of their life against West. You know, that might be one game that they'll be allowed to lose, but East, they got to step it up somewhere. Defensively, they got to hold it down, and offensively, they got to start kind of finding this together right now. that's it for this week's podcast thank you guys so much again for listening i mean it's tough talking about all this rpi stuff because by the time you're listening to it i mean county and central probably shifted all all sorts of different ways in that middle area south has been kind of consistently at that 23 spot but centennial and east i'm sure have changed i mean it changes every three hours with new updates so don't look too much into the matchups right now, but just kind of be paying attention to to where they're going to be, where where their seed line will be for regionals, because that that sets up the path. And really, all you want come regional time is just a good path to find a way to state. You know, you don't care who who you got to go through. You just kind of want to find yourself in a position where it matches with what your team has, and you can find a way. And right now. I'd say those four teams in, they they have some pretty good draws for what they have. So it's definitely going to be fun to watch. Regionals are coming May 17th through the 18th. we got four league games left. It's going to be a battle. I mean, all these teams have very much, all have a lot still left to play for. I mean, Pueblo West doesn't want to drop that one seed either. So they're going to still be coming out strong every game. Once again, thank you guys for listening. 
As always, you can contact me through email at awhite at chiefin.com or you can say what's up on Twitter at my handle is at AJWRules44. Thank you guys for listening and make sure to tune in next week.